All right, we are in a series of messages from the book of Proverbs. And so if you have a Bible, go ahead and turn to the book of Proverbs chapter 3. And we'll get there in a moment. Thanks for sharing these messages too. Because when you share them on social media, they touch other people. And so uh, if you're watching online today and you're blessed by this message, then uh, it can bless somebody else. So thanks for doing that so that it uh, furthers the, the message of Jesus and also uh, helps more people. Today we're going to be looking at a passage of scripture that I have found to be one of the favorites of Christian people. Uh, it's Proverbs chapter 3, and we're picking up right where we left off. If you've not been here before, uh, we're working our way through Proverbs chapter 3, verse by verse. And today we're going to look at two verses once again, verse 5 and 6. And uh, these are verses I have found that many Christians have memorized. And for some, it's like a favorite passage. And for graduates, there couldn't be better timing to this series if you're a grad, all right? So if you're getting ready to launch out into life, I'm telling you, if you will hone in to this proverb, Proverbs chapter 3, it can change your life. And today, I believe that it could literally change the direction of your life. So Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, here's what it says Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all, everybody say all. All your ways submit to Him, and He will make your paths straight. He'll make your paths straight. You know, uh, for Ever since we built this building, Rochelle and I have lived down the street here. We, we had no idea where we were going to buy property to build this building and, and have Crossroads Church in a permanent location after being in a movie theater for about six years. But this wound up being the spot. And it just so happened that we live right down the street. And so what's awesome is it's like two straight streets. Okay, two straight streets, a roundabout that I don't even have to stop at. Used to be a stoplight, but but it's a roundabout. So uh, so I, I go around the roundabout and go down the road, and I take one turn uh, on another straight street, and I am home in moments until every road in town. Is under construction, all right? Does it seem that way to anybody else? It's like, no, I can't go that way. I can't go, I can't go anywhere. I'm going home, you know? And I don't know where you're watching from, but I, I know around our country, summer is time of road construction. It's just the way it is, of course. And, uh, but instead of two straight streets, I make a right-hand turn, I have a stop light now, and I make a left turn in traffic. I have, a, I have two stop signs. I have five speed bumps and two curves. 
curves, about 45 degree curves, and several minutes later, I'm home, okay? How many, no, I don't sound happy about that, all right? But, but it's one of those things where, yeah, it, it's going to be great when it's done, right? I just want to stay, say this is not the message today, but God's doing stuff in your life, and it'll be great when it's done. Okay, some of you, you, you've got some curves going on, and you got some speed bumps happening, and you got some, anybody identify with that? I, this may be a word for somebody uh, beyond the message today, is that God's working some stuff out in your life, and if you'll hang on, it'll be good when it's over, all right? It'll, the end result will be good. But uh, I want to talk to you today about straight streets, all right? I want to give you three steps to straight streets that are right here in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Are you ready to take some notes today? Three steps to straight streets. First one, he says, is trust in who God is. You need to trust in who God is. Notice how he says in verse five and verse six, not trust God with some of your heart or even most of your heart. He says we are to trust God with what? With all of our heart. You know, my concern is many of us can tend to be semi-surrendered to the Savior. Semi-surrendered to the Savior. In other words, you know, I'll give you an hour, God, on Sunday morning, but not another night of the week. And, and that's an hour, hour and 15 if you're on time, by the way, Okay. Or I'll, I'll give you some quiet time and, and um, you know, I'll, I'll get alone with you occasionally, but, you know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick my own movies, make my own choices of entertainment. Or I'm going to trust you with my salvation, but I'll take care of my kids. You know, I'll follow the church on social media, but I'm not going to tithe, give 10% of my income to the church, or give of my time to the church to serve in a particular area. You know, in other words, I'll give some things to God, but not everything. And I, I think that this verse is, is touching on that because some of us, we trust friends, we trust family, we trust banks, we trust the stock market, we trust the government more than we trust God in his word. And here, here's where I think the problem is. I, I think it's hard to trust someone you don't know. Isn't that true? The more you get to know somebody, 
then the more you trust them. You know, when you first met your spouse, you know, if you're married, you know, you, you kind of, well, I hope, you know, she'll say yes, and I hope he'll, you know, call me again and whatever. And then after they called again and after, you, you know, they started doing things for you and different things, you started learning to trust them more, right? It works the same with your employer or your employees. The more you get to know them, then the more you can trust them, right? And, and I think the more we get to know God, see, that was the problem with the people of Israel. The people of Israel didn't know God like Moses knew God. And so what happened is, is they started complaining. Oh, the food out here is boring. It is so boring. And we don't have enough to drink. And you know, I just, I, it's hot and, and it's tiring and I just wish it was over, right? And, and they were griping and complaining. Let me tell you something. When you go to a restaurant and your food doesn't arrive like you want it to and you, uh, you know, when, when you complain, you're not just complaining to the server, you're saying there must be a problem with management here. Because if this place had good management, this wouldn't be happening to me. Here's what you gotta be careful with. When you are a complainer, when you're a griper, when you mope around, oh, I'm, I don't know why I don't have a, a, an interested person yet, let alone be married. I don't understand why I can't be making more money now. I, I keep praying. I keep asking God to do this. I keep asking God to do, let me tell you something. When you're complaining, when you're griping, when you're moping around, guess who you're really complaining about? See, what you're really saying is, is I don't like the management. And that's what happened to the nation of Israel. God says, they're not talking to you, Moses. They're talking to me. That, that, don't you take offense. I'm the one that they're trying to offend. And so guess what? They're not gonna go the straight street into the promised land. Do you remember that story? I'm gonna take them on a curved street. And it's going to take 40 years. How many hope 100 South out here doesn't take 40 years, right? <laughs> so, so the people of Israel wound around for 40 years under construction because of their complaining. Here's, here's what can help you today. Let me help you with three things. First off, you need to know this, and we teach our kids this. This is why our kids' ministry is so awesome, and it's why your kids need to be in kids' ministry. Hello? Is because we teach God loves you. Five of you know that. <laughs> I'm wanting everybody to know it today. Seriously. I want everybody online to know, and you say, well, Craig, you just don't know my lifestyle. You don't know everything there is to know about me. You don't know anything about me or whatever. Let me tell you something. I don't have to know anything about you. 
God knows everything about you, and here's what he says over you. I love you. That's what he says. God so loved what? Certain people. No. No, it says God so loved the world that he gave his son. And so God loves you. You are loved. Say this with me. I am loved. Say it one more time. I am loved. I'm loved. I'm loved. And, and here's something else you need to know is that God is faithful. He is faithful. It's like when you look up faithful, there's God. Because he is faithful. And the Bible says, even when you're not faithful, yet he is faithful. He will care for you and care about you even when you could care less about him. Did you hear that? It's true. And here's what else that, that you need to know about God is that he is good. Okay, he just is. He's good. And here, here's what he is. He's good all the time. See, I'm good part of the time. How about you? And just ask my wife. I, I'm good part of the time. I'm, I'm even good most days, you know, I, I hope. But, but God's good all day, all the time, 24-7. How many know every day of the week you wake up, you go to bed? God is good. He's good. I'll prove it to you. Psalm 100. Psalm 100, verse 3. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people. We're his peeps, all right? We're his tribe. We're his people. We're the sheep of his pasture. So enter his gates with, why wouldn't you praise him today? Why wouldn't you cut loose when you come into this room and, and people begin playing praise music and singing lyrics about a God who is good? Why wouldn't you just cut loose? Why wouldn't you just sing as loud as you could ever sing? Why wouldn't you? Hello? Is anybody in here today? Are you with me online? Just praise him right where you are. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Why? Because the Lord, here it is, it's in scripture, is good. He is good. And his love endures forever. Some of us put God to the test. But it endures forever. His faithfulness continues what? Through all generations. Somebody maybe might need to praise him right now for just a couple seconds. Will you do that? Just, just you might need to <laughs> praise him. Because that's our anchor. That's our anchor. It's not in the church. It's not in the building. It's not in things. It's not in religion. It's not in the preacher. It's not in any of that stuff. It's in God. We are anchored in who God is. 
And so when you can trust that, see, because otherwise you, you say, oh, God, God, I, I just want to give you this. I, I, I'm going to give this to you today. I'm a, it says cast our cares on you because you care. About, oh, I'm just going to cast my care on you. Oh, you didn't take care of it, so let me get that back so I can worry about it. Huh? You know, you, you, I thought by Saturday you'd have that worked out. So I guess I'm going to have to work on it. Am I preaching to anybody this morning? Am I the only one up here? We, we, we can have that in our... In, and, and here's what one writer said. It's like being a Christian atheist. Where we're Christian with our mouth, but with our lives, we live like God's not even there. In other words, we, we come to church on Sunday morning. We do the Christian thing, but then through the week, we, don't, we live like our neighbor. We live like other people do. We, we tell God things, but we don't listen for him. We don't have a two-way communication. And I'm telling you, God has two-way communication. He wants to speak. And if you don't think God speaks, you should go back and listen to our January series on frequency. Okay, we did a whole four-week series on God speaking. And I told you everything I know to tell you about getting tuned in to hear God. And so if you, did, you weren't here, you weren't watching online back in January, you can go back. Let me tell you something. The good news is as long as the Internet exists and you have electricity, you can go back and watch that series, okay? You can go back and access that. Because we can hear his voice. But let me ask you today, where is it in your life that you don't fully trust God? You know, I just don't fully trust God with my salvation. I, I think there's something I'm supposed to do. You know, I, I don't fully trust God with my children. You know, I give them to God, and then I take them back and worry about them and try to orchestrate things. I don't trust God with my finances. I think I'm smarter than he is. I don't trust God to forgive me. I think my sin's too big. I don't trust God to protect me. I think I gotta protect myself. I, I don't trust God to do and look out for my best interest. I think I need to do that. I don't trust God to love me. I don't trust God to heal me. I don't trust God to guide me. Where is it in your life that you're not quite fully surrendered to the Lord? There's a story in the Old Testament, just real quick. King Saul. And, and Saul was doing great, and he was like a man's man. He was taller than a lot of other guys and, and just conquering the enemy and different things. And God was moving in his life. And one day... Um, Samuel had told him, now I'll be there in a few days and we'll give the sacrifice and then you can go over and attack the enemy. And the Bible says that it came to that day and Samuel wasn't there. Samuel's the man of God. In that day, the priest was like the dude, okay? He was like God. And when Samuel spoke, it's like God spoke. And, and so... Saul is waiting, and, and his troops are getting scared of the enemy. 
They're like counting. I think there's more of them than us. We're going to get slaughtered. This is going to be a bloodbath. And what happened is many of them started leaving, started slipping away. And so Saul started to lose heart. He started to get fearful. He wasn't thinking about God. He wasn't thinking about God's got this. God is good. God is faithful. God is loving. He won't leave me. He won't forsake me. He wasn't thinking about those things. He was thinking about where is that guy? Where is he? And the Bible says that Saul decided, give me that sacrifice. And they're like, what? And he says, yeah, I'm, I'm going to offer the sacrifice. And they're all like, isn't the, isn't the prophet the only one that should be doing this? And Saint Saul is so fraught with fear. He is so out of control that he does what he wants to do. And he, he gives the sacrifice. And as he's finishing up, here comes Samuel. He says, what's, what's going on? He says, well, you were late. It's your fault. How many try to blame God for your problems? You know, God, if you'd shown up, if you'd, if you'd have done this, if you'd have done that, then we'd be all right here. But you weren't here, so I'd take matters in my own hands. How many of you take matters into your own hands too often? And here's what Samuel said. This is so important. He said, you could have had an everlasting kingdom. You could have had God's favor. We talked about favor last week. You could have had favor on your life, on your... Listen, this could have been a generational blessing. I want you to hear this today. Your generations after you... Did you know that your decisions today are affecting people who aren't even born yet? Is anybody hearing this? And, and, and so when you make this, and he says, when you made this decision, here's what you did, Saul. You cut off the favor of God, not just on you, but on your children and your children's children. And, and you're not going to have an everlasting kingdom as a result of this. I want somebody to know today that when you don't trust God, it's a big deal. Here, here's what Saul should have done. Here's what we should do. When I don't know what to do, I'm going to trust God. When I can't figure it out, I'm going to trust God. When I don't know which way to go, I'm still going to trust God. When it seems like God is late, I'm still going to trust God. God, when everybody around me is giving me plenty of advice, and that's not just social media. Everybody's talking to me, telling me something. Listen, I'm still going to trust God and trust God alone. Anybody with me on that? Because I can trust him. I can trust him. And here's what the next verse says. It, it says, or next part of that first verse, says lean not on your own understanding. Here's the second thing is lean not on yourself. Don't, don't lean on yourself. It's foolish to only take wisdom from yourself. 
I heard someone say it like this. When you're talking, you're not learning. Because you already know everything you're saying. Did you ever think about that? You, you already know everything you're saying. So in other words, when you're around smart people, don't talk a lot. Take a lot of notes. Observe. Record it, maybe. Here's what Proverbs says. Proverbs 14, 12. Later on, the writer of the Proverbs, a wise man, Solomon, he wrote this. Remember, there is a path that looks right. Oh, this is going to hit some people here. It looks right to a man, but in the end, it leads to death. Can anybody say, lease the wrong car? <laughs> Can anybody say that? Bought the wrong house. They said it was going to last forever. They said it was going to be good. They said, they promised me. I, I, I felt something, though. Anybody with me? You, it looked like it was good. That, that was that first marriage, right? That, that was that one job that only lasted two weeks. That, that was that one situation where, where they said, oh, I'll love you forever if you'll just go this far with me. And then you did, and they didn't. Hello? Can we just get real today? And, and so it, it, what happens is, is feelings lie. People will say something like, like to you, well, follow your heart. That is the dumbest advice. Anyone, run from that person. They're an idiot, all right? They are. They don't know. Because I'm telling you, my heart said sign the lease. That's what my heart said. You know, my heart said this. Anybody with me on that? It felt good in the moment. My heart was saying, go, 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 go. And it was so wrong, wrong, wrong. Because your feelings will lie to you. Here's the next thing. Let's, let's keep moving. Is this, is this so huge? And that is acknowledge God always. You, you need to acknowledge him in all your ways, you acknowledge him. Now, that calls for absolute, complete obedience and surrender to God. We acknowledge him by fully surrendering to his will. God's opinion matters the most. The word acknowledge in the original language is yada. Everybody say that with me, yada. Okay, yada means to Observe, reflect, and experience. To know someone through observing, reflecting, and experiencing them. God doesn't want you to just know him in your head. God wants you to experience him in his fullness. And, and in his fullness, as much as you can, it takes all of your fullness. Mind, body, and spirit. To experience God. So before he's going to make your paths straight, he asks you to yada in him. To experience him. 
Don't, don't just come and, you know, get directions real quick. Anybody remember when you used to have to stop and get directions? <laughs> you know, yeah, some of us never did. Just, we, we just kind of wound around, you know. I, I knew that was there. No, that's not the same building we passed five times today. So, so we, we want, here's what we want. We want God to prove himself so we can trust him. And God says, no, you trust me first and then I'll prove myself. Do you see that? And so we've got to trust him first. We, we've got to, the faith comes first. It's not faith if you can see it already. We can't please him without faith. Let, let me show you an African Impala. I think they're going to pull it up on the screen. An African Impala does this. Listen, it can jump 10 feet vertically and can jump about 30 feet long. I mean, that's at least 29 feet longer than you can, you know, or, and nine feet higher than you can. But, but here's what's crazy about this beautiful animal is in a zoo, a three-foot wall will pin him in because an impala will not jump where it can't see. It won't, will not jump where it cannot. If I can't see where I'm going to land, then I'm not going to jump. And let me tell you something. There are many of you that the reason why you don't have God's guidance in your life is you won't jump. You won't take a leap of faith. You won't step out of the boat. And so you, 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 you're never going to walk on water. See, you've got to trust God first. You trust who he is. Not what he does, just who he is. And he's such a good God that, let me tell you something, even if you step out of the boat and you sink, he's going to give you a hand and pull you back up. How many are glad God pulled you back up a time or two? At least once or twice he's pulled you up. That's just how good God is. Is And listen, here's what it results in. It results in straight paths. Now, we may stumble along, all right? We may stumble along. We, we may, you know, uh, we may not always get it right every time. <laughs> you know, there's days where my wife still goes around the roundabout to go home. And she just goes around again, you know? <laughs> She did, okay, and she gave me permission to tell you that, all right? So it's like one good turn just deserves another, you know? So if you see somebody, you're like, I think I've seen them before. They just came, came around. It's my wife just remembering that the road's closed, all right? And, and sometimes, how many of you, you've gone around a few times, right? 
Just be honest this morning. There's some of you watching that your life has circled around. It's like I'm trying to come in for a landing, but it's not clear. I don't know. And you maybe made some bad choices and bad decisions. And you know, it's hard. I get that when you can't see the way. But I'm telling you, even when you can't see God's hand, you can trust his heart. Come on, that's good preaching. The path isn't always easy, but it's best. And so God says in his word, here's, here's where we f- fumble sometimes, is God says, hey, let go of your past. And we say, mm, no, I think I'm going to hang on to that. And then we wonder why we struggle, why we're parenting just like we were parented. And the things that we said, well, I'll never say that, we're saying. And the way we're treating others is the way we said we'd never treat somebody else. And it's because we don't do what God says to do. God says, you know what? I'm going to give you a new name, a new beginning. The old's going to pass away and all is new. And we say, oh, that's awesome. Until the enemy reminds us of who we used to be. See, what happens is is we haven't chosen to do what the word says and put our faith in it. Isaiah chapter one, verse 19 says it like this. If you're willing and obedient, you will eat the best of the land. In other words, just like Proverbs, he says, well, here's your part, willing and obedient, and you'll eat the good of the land. Let Let me just quickly tell you about David David and Saul, Saul was that king I told you about. David was the king who followed him. But before he was even king, he was promised that he would be king. But before that happened, Saul was trying to kill him and chasing him all over the countryside. And he was running for his life. And he had the opportunity in a cave to kill Saul. And his men gave him some advice. They said, the Lord has brought your enemy to you. This is your day to strike vengeance. And he said, far be it from me to take this into my hands. This is the Lord's anointed. No, he's an... He's a madman, is what they saw. And he said, no, I can't speak about his emotional health and whatever. I just know he's God's man. He may not be perfect, but he's God's man. And I'm not going to touch him. And because David did not take matters, are you hearing this? did not take matters into his own hands like Saul did. Instead, he says, no, you know who I'm going to trust? I'm going to trust the Lord. I'm not going to trust my sword. I'm not going to trust the wisdom of these people around me. I'm going to trust him. And he says, this is his anointed man. So therefore, I'm going to 
surrender to God's will for my life. In other words, I'm not going to give God 80% of my life. I'm going to give him 100%. I wonder how many today are ready to give God 100% of your life. Uh, of saying, God, here, here's what, let me skip a verse. Proverbs 120 says this, wisdom is shouting, it's calling aloud. He gives it personality. He says, wisdom, hey, if you want to make smart choices, it's out there. You just got to tune into it. The right voice that you need to negotiate this contract, the right voice that you need to know who you need to marry and who you need, don't need to, the, the right voice that, that can help you and guide you and direct you on straight paths, it's out there, but you've got to tune into it. You've got to trust it. And when you're not hearing it, you still trust it anyway. And if you'll be willing and obedient, guess what? God's favor will be on you. The best will come to you if you're willing and obedient. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, help us today. Because it's a lot easier to talk about fully trusting than it is to do it. And so, God, some of us are just better at it than others because we've known you longer. And we've seen you work in people's lives. And we've seen you come through. Even when it seemed like you were late, you were right on time. So, God, just help us to trust you more. Maybe you're here today. And you'd say, Craig, I need to, I need to do better at straight obedience. I don't want to take laps in the wilderness. I don't want to keep circling around. I, I, I don't want my life to be wasted. I want to have a purpose to my life. I want to have a straight purpose. I, I want to drive on straight streets. Straight to the heart of God. Straight to God's will for my life. Straight to living my purpose out in this lifetime, but I realize that I've got to be a little bit more willing and obedient. I've got to be more surrendered to him. And so I, I need God to renew my mind today so that I can cut out the other voices and I can tune in to his. If that's you, will you just raise a hand and say, yeah. Yeah, I, I want God to know I need his guidance. I need his direction. I need his leadership. I need his word. I, I need a word from him today. Yeah, that's it. Just raise your hand. If you're online, just stretch your hand toward the screen right now as I pray for you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for every person watching. I thank you for those in this room. And God, today we know that we can take the straight street or we can take the crooked one. But it's so much better to take the straight one. So God, we ask that today you'll help us to listen, to hear, to tune out everything else and tune in to you and to not move, to just trust. And even if we're not hearing anything, to still trust. And even if we're still not hearing anything, to still trust. And even if we're still not hearing anything, to still trust. And to keep on trusting, keep on believing until you come. And just like Samuel, you'll come in due season. 
if we'll just be patient, if we'll wait on you. Thank you, Lord. We can trust you today. Maybe some of you have never trusted God with the most important decision, I feel, of your life because it doesn't just affect, affect now, it affects eternity. And that is the decision to make Jesus the Savior and Lord of your life. I believe, the Bible teaches, my sin is either on me or it's on him. And it's my choice, it's my decision which way it goes. Either I have to pay for my sin or he pays for it. And he already paid for it, I just have to accept it. And so the Bible teaches if I'll call on him, I'll be saved. And if you need to call on God today, if you need a savior, will you just raise a hand if you're in this room? Just raise a hand, just say, yeah, I need saving. I need God's grace. I need his mercy. I need his love. And online, just stretch your hand toward the screen once again right now. And I'm going to pray a prayer. And I want everyone to pray this prayer after me. Just pray it to God. Just say, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to pay for my sin. I know I've sinned. I've made bad choices. But from this point forward, the choice I make is for Jesus to be my Savior. Wash away my past. Give me a new beginning. From this point forward, as much as I know how, I surrender my life to you. Take it all from this day forward. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, come on. Let's celebrate.